I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of Finding the Floor. How's everyone doing today? I was trying to find a place in my house where I could record this. <laughs> I've got kids all over on their Zoom meetings, and my husband works from home, and then I feel like there's construction going at a bunch of my neighbor's houses and so it's just busy. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what's going on at your house and I hope you're handling the online school or however schools work in where you are. We're doing okay. <laughs> I haven't run out of the house screaming quite yet, which I may do, but who knows. Well, today I am going to call this part two to the pet stories. We're going to talk a little bit about how I got our current dog, whose name is Beanie. And last week I shared a little bit about our beloved cat, Emmo. He sure was a fun cat, looking back as I was thinking Wow, he was just a character. And I think I mentioned this last week that I really didn't <laughs> appreciate him. Uh, it's just funny. Oh well. You do what you can do. I guess he was just the the one thing I could complain about and not feel bad. He would just cuz I don't know, you just the cats, they love you and they hate you, so you're just always like, "Ah." And we have this joke in our house. It's from the movie Bolt. And you know when he like jumps out of the moving van and they're trying to find food and they go to this RV camp out place and the cat tries to beg for food and it's like, get away, stupid cat. And then Bolt just sits there and like, oh, the cutest little dog. That is kind of how our cat and dog situation really is. Because <laughs> I just complained about my cat, but he was a really great cat. But we're just like, ah, stupid cat. <laughs> and then there's our dog that we all just love. It's kind of ridiculous. Like nobody greets anybody at our house first. It's all just about our dog. <laughs> So, oh, cute little dogs. So, and I didn't realize that that's how I would become, but I guess I'll tell you more about that later on. Okay, so I thought I would just share the story of how I eventually finally came to the decision after 18 years of marriage, actually 19 years of marriage, 18 years um, my oldest was 18 years old when we finally were willing to get a dog. 
So if you're waiting a while and you feel it's time, sometimes it's okay. When you're ready, I guess you're ready. <laughs> um, so if you remember, I had a podcast a little bit about Rusty and he was my friend's dog. And so after we had Rusty for 10 days, I thought I had tried out having a dog. Rusty was a little bit hard and had a few issues. Like he had some allergies, which I didn't even know dogs could have allergies, but they can. Like he would have allergies certain times of the year and would lick his paws raw. And it was just like, you'd have to watch out and wrap his poor paws. And then I just felt like my knowledge wasn't really that great with dogs. And he had some issues just with other dogs. And so just walking in was kind of nerve wracking. So after, you know, our little time with Rusty, I thought I was good. And I was relieved. I'm like, okay, that was really hard. <laughs> I don't think I want to do that again. So I tried that. I was willing to try a dog, but I'm good. I think a lot of my thoughts too, as you know, as your kids are getting older and you're able to sleep more, <laughs> like nobody's getting up in the middle of the night or you've gone through them being tiny and they're not babies and my sleep has become so precious to me. I'm almost just being able to sleep and then having a new dog was really disruptive and I was like oh I remember this feeling it's also like when seminary starts back up early morning seminary oh I remember this feeling of not having enough sleep so those are my thoughts I tried I I gave it a little chance but it's okay I don't know if I want to give up on some things and then I just kept watching my cute youngest two daughters and they have been obsessed with the Wildcrats. If anybody know the show the Wildcrats, they have loved it from when they were little and then just all kinds of animals like all the time. We loved going to the zoo, um, the Natural History Museum here has an outdoor animal space where they've rescued animals that are native to Ohio and so we always loved going there and they loved just seeing animals and learning about animals and you know they're the ones that are asking for a dog and I'm just thinking do I need to really just do this for them and not just think of me <laughs> even though I kind of know that having a pet will all end up on me should I just think a little bit more about what would be good for them? So then, and this, I guess this was about two and a half, three years ago, that my friends started getting dogs. A few of different friends of mine started getting dogs. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they were really cute. Like we had one friend get this cute little, I think it was Havanese, and just the cutest little puppy. Oh, the puppies are too much. 
And then it was really weird because I would start talking to people about they were thinking about getting dogs and we would we just have conversations about dogs. Like, how do they know I'm letting this little thought come in my mind? Well, maybe I should get a dog. Maybe it would be good for my girls and they're getting older and this this would be helpful to them. And then I find out that dogs are really expensive, especially if you want a certain type of dog. And as we experienced with my oldest daughter, she has allergies and was reacting a little bit to Rusty after we had him for a while. And and so I knew if we got a dog that we'd have to get some sort of poodle mix. I was just hearing about how expensive dogs were and I was like, well, okay, we're not going to get a dog. <laughs> not only are they expensive, but then you have like vet bills and all that. So then I'm visiting another friend and they've just gotten a dog and this mellow, cute dog is just like sitting there while we were visiting. And I was like, where did you get this dog? And so she tells me about this site. It's called Doggy in the Window. And it's just a site for breeders in Ohio. And I was like, okay. And it was funny because I was also looking at rescuing dogs. And there was even a rescue puppy site. And I kept on trying to find puppies that were a poodle mix, but they were hard to find. So anyway, I start looking on the site and I think that is where, that's when I kind of became a goner. Because <laughs> once you start looking and you see the cuteness of the puppies, it's just so hard not to call and go for a visit. And it was helping me get over my fears a little bit as you see like these cute dogs. But then you're also thinking, well, babies are cute too, but they're a lot of work. <laughs> and I really didn't know what I was doing. So I did feel like I needed to let a lot of my fears go and be willing to think that maybe I was wrong. Maybe I could do this. Maybe we could all do that. It wasn't just on me that my family really could, we could all work together with this pet. So I started to break down. And once I started breaking down, it became easier and easier to be a little more aggressive in looking for dogs that would work for our family. And then I would think back, oh, what about, Think about all the work. You have to walk them every day. You have to potty train them for the few months. And the whole sleep thing, taking them out in the middle of the night. Then training them, making sure they're well behaved. And I just, ah. Uh. But I kind of, again, I just had to let those go. And I kept asking about dogs. How do you know a good dog? I would do research on, I just really wanted a mellow dog that we could all enjoy. I didn't want some dog that was super hyper. We'd have to run six miles a day. 
So all these thoughts and all these questions brought us to, I finally decided to take the plunge and go and actually look. And so the kids had a day off in March from school and we decided to take a day trip to a few breeders. I had found three different breeders, which all had poodle mixes from this site and they were a little bit like an hour and a half, some are two hours away. So we sort of made this round trip, like day trip to see these dogs. Everybody was excited. I was sort of excited. And then that morning I'm ready to go, but I'm just upstairs in my room and I just start freaking out. (laughs) I'm like, am I ready for this? I don't even know. I'm just starting to panic. Do I want to really add another pet? Is this what we really need? Uh, Am I ready to not have any sleep? And uh, I don't know. I was just sort of freaking out. Because like, what if it's a bad dog? And it just makes our life miserable. And and we're we're pretty happy right now. We're all happy. Are we happy? Ah, You know, just all these thoughts in my head. And so (laughs) my cute husband, Nate, comes up and he's just like, you okay? And he sees me crying and sort of freaking out. And he's like, look, today we're just looking. And he's probably thinking, I mean, this is kind of your idea. You scheduled all these appointments. <laughs> I know, I scheduled these appointments. <laughs> we don't have to buy any today. We are just looking. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> okay. So we go and look, and the first breeder we go to had a couple of different poodle mixes, but the one I remember most was these Bernadoodles, and they're really big dogs, or they will be really big dogs. And actually, when we pulled up to her house, she had this giant Newfoundland dog. (laughs) It was so big. It was kind of crazy, this big dog. Very gentle, like very nice, but it was just this really big dog. And she had a few different types of dogs she was breeding. And she had just like shampooed and blown out one of these Bernadoodle puppies. And they were about three months old and they were already probably 15 pounds. These are just kind of bigger dogs. (laughs) And they were cute. And then there were these others, and right now I can't remember what breed they were, and they were just super hyper, just running around where she showed the the dogs. And so I was kind of good. And a few of my kids liked the dogs, but I think all of us agreed that we were good with those. So we left her, and then we came to the next address, which is, which, was in Amish country. It was this Amish family and they have these tiny little Pouchons, which are a mini poodle mixed with a Bichon Frise. And they were so cute. They're these tiny little puppies. I think they were around the same, like three to four months old. And there were three sisters. And so they got all the sisters out. And we just got to play with these tiny little puppies for probably half hour or more. And they were so cute. 
And as everyone was playing with them and we're looking at them and seeing who's fun and and again, I didn't want someone that was too crazy or a dog that was kind of too crazy. So that's what I'm looking at. But when I got in there, I just, that was the first time I thought, oh, I could do this. We could all do this small puppy, right? I mean, the poop's probably totally tiny. Like I could handle poop if they, if they accidentally poop in the house, like we'll be totally fine. It's not like giant, right? And everybody could walk the dog. Everybody could cuddle with the dog. It just was like, oh my gosh, I could totally do a dog like this. So that was like hopeful in my brain. So that was probably our funnest visit. And then we had one more visit and it, it was actually another Amish family. And they had, this was a St. Bernard poodle mix. And I don't know why I have like giant dogs and tiny dogs. There was like no dogs in between. And I don't know if it was what was available at the time when I was looking and all the poodle mixes that were available. When we saw the picture of the puppy, the puppy was small and just looked really cute. And I think his name was Gabe. And when we pull up to the house, the dog is giant (laughs) already. So no one has bought this dog and he's now six months old and he is probably up to my waist already and just this giant dog (laughs) and so cute and gentle. And we all just were saying hi. Oh my gosh. It was hilarious because from what the picture was and then when we pull up and see this giant dog (laughs) you guys should have probably updated the picture so we visited those three dogs and then we left and decided to stop somewhere for dinner and had a little family discussion on what everyone liked and most everybody liked the smaller dogs and a couple of my kids wanted they loved Gabe And I just was like, well, Gabe, first of all, our yard isn't giant. And I feel like you'd need a bigger yard and house for that giant dog. And the poop. (laughs) Ah! And that he would probably drag the girls on their walks. So we decided to go home and take some time to think and pray about it. And then... We all felt good and we decided to pick one of the tiny Pouchons. Yeah, so we picked up our little dog. I think it was the next week, I think a week later. Luckily, they still had her and we named her Beanie and she has been, I have to say, the most perfect dog. I don't know if that even is a real thing. But for us, she is just so perfect. She loves to nap. And she loves to cuddle with anybody who's sitting down somewhere. <laughs> it's the cutest thing. Just lays your, her head on your leg. And then she is also fun and playful at times. And will kind of come up and bug you when she's ready to play and brings up a toy. And so she'll play and run around. And then she doesn't need 
a lot of walking. I take around one walk a day, but all the kids can just walk around the block and it's pretty great. And it was so funny when we first got Beanie, she was just the small puppy. I mean, she's still only 10 pounds, so she's still small. She's just staying small her whole life. And it was in March and it was still snowy and we had to take her out, you know, to go to the bathroom. And she would like not want to go outside. Like we'd open the door and she'd be like, no. And so we'd have to carry her out and just put her down in the snow. So she'd have to go to the bathroom. And we learned a lot of few things that helped us with training her, which has been good. But she generally is just very well behaved and super friendly to everybody, which is so fun. She just loves people. And it was funny also when she was little you could maybe take her around the block and she would be so tired. <laughs> we're like, we're going. No, actually, there would be like, we're going just a half a block. Like maybe we live on a corner. So we'd go up and around maybe a couple of houses and she would be done. <laughs> it was so funny. And so she got up her stamina and I think we were a couple months in and Oh, my daughter Izzy had her friend over and they wanted to take her on a longer walk. And she like couldn't make it. They had to carry her back because she got so tired. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. But now she does good. We take her on long walks or hikes and she actually does really great. So it's fun. And the crazy part about all of this. Remember how I was just so worried about getting a dog? I mean, I was the one that was so worried about getting this dog and now she's like my favorite thing. I had become one of those crazy dog moms and no offense because now I understand. I get it. She's just the most loving little dog and she's like a little baby, so you can carry her around. And she's always so excited to see you. And she just loves me. <laughs> I mean, she loves everyone in the family, but it's so funny when we are sitting just in the living room or in watching a movie and she'll just look for me and sit by me to cuddle with me. It's really cute. And we've gotten her, so she sleeps in her crate, but at night she'll just stay with us probably until midnight. She just sleeps on her bed. And then when we go to check on everybody, right before like we go to bed, she just goes and jumps in her crate. She's just, she's actually here with me now, huh, Beanie? You're just the cutest. <laughs> And I was also worried about being annoyed about taking her on walks. And that has become one of my things I look forward to every day. I look forward to taking her on walks and I look forward just to have that time. I usually sometimes will call my family or friends or listen to podcasts or books while we're going for our walks. And everybody loves her. Like I said in the beginning, 
everybody comes home and says, Hi, Beanie! <laughs> we used to joke, like, we should really treat everybody in our house as well as we treat our dog. Because we're so excited to see her anytime we're away. We also brought her with us when we travel. She was the greatest traveling dog. She did our big long drive and I wasn't sure how she was going to do. And she just was totally great in the car. And every time we'd stop, she'd just hop up and get out and just go to the bathroom. So she has been really great. The other thing we love doing with Beanie is she probably gets more haircuts than our kids because we have to groom her. And I can't do it very well, so probably every two months or so, or ten weeks. So she probably gets more haircuts on my kids, and we all love looking for cute little sweaters for her. <laughs> it's just so funny. What have I become? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, okay, well, I do have a quick little add-on because I think I've slowly been breaking down my resolve to like not have any more animals. I mean, how many animals do you want to worry about taking care of? So we had a turtle about eight years ago. I think it's been about eight, maybe seven years. And it was after Izzy was in third grade and she just had this really great year and we, she had been wanting a turtle. And so we decided that we were going to be willing to get her a turtle. And I don't want to go into details because I don't know if we, part of it was we really didn't know how to care for the turtle, if the turtle was already sick, but the turtle died after three months and it was really sad and hard. And so I didn't want to worry about getting some reptiles or amphibians. I don't know really how to take care of them. And they can't come and bark at me or meow at me or jump on my chest when they need to go outside. They're just in their cage. And unless you really know how to communicate, you don't know if they're struggling or not, which was like the saddest part of this whole turtle thing. So I just was like, okay, no, I learned my lesson. No amphibians or reptiles. And then here we have my youngest daughter, Millie, and she really wanted a gecko. And again, I got the, you know, the dog because she, like Sophie and Millie just love animals. And she's just been asking and asking about a gecko. And so finally, I just tell her, I said, okay, if you want a gecko, you have to earn all of the money for the gecko. Okay. And this was this past summer. She's been asking regularly throughout the year. And I'm just like, I don't want to get a gecko. And so I'm just putting her off, putting her off. And finally this summer, I just was like, well, if you want a gecko, then you need to earn your money. And then she did. <laughs> Because we did research and it was going to be, I think, over $140 just to get the cage and all its supplies and the gecko. And so I thought it would take her a year. 
<laughs> it took her two days. I'm not even kidding. Because the problem was she already had birthday money that she had been saving up. So she had like already $100. And so she's like, well, I'll just have a lemonade stand. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, it's COVID time. Who's going to stop for lemonade? And she's like, mom, I'm going to have a lemonade stand. <laughs> so she did. She had her lemonade stand. And she's sitting out there for a while and I'm feeling kind of bad because no one's really stopping. And so I just quickly ask a few friends to come by, send out a text and they all came by. And that day, I think she made $30. <laughs> so she decides to have another day of lemonade stand. And I was like, well, I'm not going to text the same people. So I'm just going to let her just whoever shows up from the neighborhood or drives by and they want to buy lemonade. And then she had her good friend who was taking this virtual cupcake class who had all these extra cupcakes and she donated cupcakes to her stand so she could sell these cupcakes and lemonade. So the next day when she had the stand, she earned another, I don't know, $20 and this was just from neighbors and just nice people stopping by and buying her cute lemonade and cupcakes. So thank you, everybody. And then she has the money. And now we have a gecko who eats crickets. And the crickets we have to keep alive with food. So we have to feed our pets food <laughs> and I have to pick up crickets every week so we have a gecko now I guess I'm being brave and allowing my kids to have more pets because it can be a lot you know Millie has just she is taking care of this gecko I haven't had to do a single thing because like Getting the gecko's cage was a little bit stressful. You have to make sure the temperatures, like there has to be a hot side and a cold side. You have the right lights and you turn them on at the right time and you have temperature gauges on each side and you have to make sure it's warm enough and squirt water in there to make sure it's humid enough. I mean, it's, it's not just let's fill the bowl and then you have to feed the gecko crickets but the crickets have to be doused in calcium so the gecko gets enough calcium. So it's like shake and bake crickets. So she does that every day. I've just been very impressed. And then really quick, one funny thing was um, Beanie had not noticed our gecko because he's up in a shelf on a like a bookshelf so Beanie's really small and can't see it. So one day last week, Millie was like, hey, you want to meet Leo? And she lifts him up and Beanie has been obsessed with the gecko. It is the cutest thing. She'll try to come into their room and if anyone's there so they could lift her up and she just likes looking at the gecko and the gecko always comes out to see her and then we'll just close the door to make sure the gecko stays safe. And we come upstairs and Beanie's just lying by the door. 
waiting for someone to let her in. It is too funny. So what have I learned from having my cute beanie and being willing to, I guess, open up my heart to more pets? I think I have been completely surprised by how much I love this dog. And maybe it was like, I I don't know if it was just, oh, the cats are different and just dogs are just so loving and it's just different. <laughs> but I just love my dog and it's crazy. I don't know if I'm saying you should have a pet. I'm just saying this is my experience. And I think we totally lucked out because I know there have been different people who haven't had dogs that have been good for them but we were grateful because when we took Beanie initially to the vet they were worried about the where we got Beanie because it was an Amish family and sometimes they're like a puppy meal with puppies and they didn't think that Beanie was going to be strong enough or something but we've had Beanie for two years and everything's been good so that is good Thank goodness for that. So yeah, it's been crazy, but I love my dog and I'm also been more open with this new gecko and you know, I'm sure all of you are even more brave than I am. So way to go all you brave pet owning parents because <laughs> it's a lot of work and usually ends up on us, but anyway. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. As always, thanks for listening. And if you could share or even follow me on Instagram or Twitter or follow my Facebook page, all finding the floor. And you can even follow me on Pinterest now or check out my website. All of those things would be great. And guys, have a good day. See you next week. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening. 